0: We're turning in our Bibles this evening, please, to the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes, please, in the chapter 2. We're going to take time to read the first 11 verses here in Ecclesiastes. We will consider some of the verses further on down. I would like to speak to you this evening under the title, Three Roads Not to Take. Three roads Not to Take. Ecclesiastes, please, in the chapter 2. And many believe this is King Solomon who is speaking. And these are the words that he penned. And of course, under the inspiration of the Lord. And this is God's word. And we hear from God just now. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and the verse 1. I said in mine heart, Go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore enjoy pleasure. And behold, this also is vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting mine heart with wisdom, and to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was that good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. I made me great works. I builded me houses, I planted vineyards, I made me gardens and orchard, I planted trees in them all and in them of all kind of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me and whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit. There was no prophet under the sun. And we trust the Lord will bless the reading of his word to each of our hearts this evening. Many people believe that the words that we have just read were written by King Solomon at the end of his life. And here was an old man who who had tried it all. And he has something to say to you, to each of us here in the meeting this evening. He, He has some wisdom to impart. The book of Ecclesiastes is a sermon by King Solomon about living your life from an eternal perspective. You could be sat listening this evening and you could have great knowledge or you could have great wisdom in the world's eyes but you could still live your life in a foolish manner. You see, when you read the story of King Solomon, he was a man who had great earthly wisdom but he lacked godly knowledge. He was a man that even though he was so wise, he struggled with the temptations of this world and he got very far away from the Lord. But But what is interesting is that many believe that the book of Ecclesiastes was written as a sermon of repentance by an older Solomon after all the mistakes that he had made. And what we find here in this book, and what we find here in this book as he now regrets that he is, was swallowed into the world and all of its temptations. And now he is at the end of his life and he looks back. He looks back on all the sinful things that he seemed to enjoy. All these things that seemed good at the time. And he says "Oh vanity. You know, this is how he opens his book. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 1. He says, The words of the preacher, the son of David, king of Jerusalem, Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What is he saying? Vanity of vanities. He says, "All oh, things of this life are useless. They're futile when it comes to eternity. The things that matter to us now, the things that matter so much in this life will be nothing when it comes to eternity. And having discovered the uselessness and hopelessness of making mistakes in this world, Solomon now preaches his sermon, hoping that the listeners might hear and pay attention to what he says instead of learning learning the lessons the hard way, as he did. And this evening, Solomon, he wants you to listen to his sermon. And in his sermon, he encourages you to examine your life the way it is right now. And then to live with eternity in view, he tells us don't waste your life by giving it to the pleasures of this world. What's important is only that which is of eternal value and it's a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to listen to what I'm going to say next because it's of vital importance. Solomon had everything that you think will make you happy. I'll say it again. Solomon had everything That you think will make you happy. Whatever it is that you're chasing today to make you happy, I'm telling you, this king in the Bible, he had it and he tried it. And Solomon travelled down three roads and he's come back from those three roads to tell us tonight that these are roads that you must not take. He got lost down these roads. I heard a story recently about a man who was lost in the forest. And he tried to find his way back to the local town, and he failed. And he tried another way also, and he failed again. And he tried a third way, and he failed. And finally, to his de- delight, he bumped into another man. And that man also was lost in the forest. And he said to the man, "Boy, I'm so glad to see you. I've been lost in this forest trying to make my way back to town, but I can't find the way. So I'm glad to see you." But the other man replied, "Well, I'm." The re- other man replied, "Well, I'm lost too." And I've tried to find the way back to town, but I have failed. And so they got together and they said, we are both lost. We both don't know the way back to town, but we know the ways that don't lead back to town. We know the roads that we have tried and that we shouldn't take. So they got together and they pulled all the ways that they'd tried together. And they knew these were the ways not to take. And what we find Solomon doing in our passage is he's pointing to those wrong roads that he's taken to find happiness and fulfillment. And he says, I've tried these and I've failed. Solomon's saying, I've tried some ways to get happiness and fulfillment. I've tried to get satisfaction in these and they haven't worked. And as one of the wisest men that ever walked this earth, he wrote his thoughts down. I wonder, will you give me half an hour and listen to what he says? Solomon, in this chapter this evening, he tells us three roads not to take. Let's just pray before we consider those. Our Father, we by in thy presence just now. We pray, Father, that you will bring a holy stillness to this meeting. I pray, Father, by your spirit that you would speak to hearts. I pray, Father, that you would restore the backslider. I pray, Father, that you would save the lost soul. Father, there are those who are here tonight and have already started down one of these three roads, if not a few of them. Father, I pray that they will listen to your word tonight. That by your spirit you'll speak to them. And that, Father, you'll draw them back to yourself. The Lord Jesus has said, and I, if I be lifted up, will draw men unto myself. We claim that promise. We seek to lift the name of our Saviour high tonight and proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we preach Christ crucified tonight. Father, by your Spirit, move in our gathering. We ask this in the Saviour's name. Amen. Three roads not to take. There's a story of an old pastor who lived in Texas, who had the opportunity each morning to do a radio broadcast And from time to time, when he was out of town, he had to record his broadcast and bring it into the radio station on a cassette. And the radio station would have gone out from a very opulent hotel, where different celebrities would have stayed while visiting the area. And the radio station's headquarters was on the 11th floor of this particular hotel. And one occasion, this pastor was dropping in a cassette to the radio station, and Elvis Presley stepped onto the elevator. And the pastor, he began to talk to Elvis. And when they got off the lift, Elvis had a few a few minutes to wait. And there was a limousine there waiting for him outside the door. And this pastor, he spoke with Elvis. Elvis, he was a man who was brought up in the church. He was a man who began his singing career, singing southern gospel pieces. And the pastor asked him this question. He said, why are you living the way you are Having been taught the gospel and knowing what it is to experience true happiness. That day Elvis turned and told that pastor, look at me. I have everything that I want. I have all the money I want. I have the house I want. I have all the women I want. And on he went. And Elvis went out and he got into his limousine and he had the diamond rings and he had the fanciest suit on and he just looked the part. And really, it seemed, humanly speaking, that Elvis had everything that you think and I think we would ever want. Years passed after this pastor had this conversation with Elvis and one morning the pastor picked up the paper and the headline in the front of the paper was The King is Dead. And Elvis Presley was dead. He died a slave to drugs. And he died a slave to alcohol. And he thought he had control. But these things had taken over his life. And instead of living in the freedom that Christ gives, he died a slave. And just like the man who was lost in the forest, Elvis Presley was lost and he took the wrong road. It led to his death. The king is dead. And tonight the first road that Solomon tells us not to go down is the road of escape. The road of escape. Solomon says to you this evening, I've travelled down the road where I sought to escape. I wanted to escape from the realities of life. Solomon, he just tried to forget life. Elvis Presley tried to forget life. That's why people turn to alcohol and drugs and these things that leave you wanting more. It's an escape from reality. It helps them relax. It helps them forget about all the stresses and problems of this life. It's an escape from reality. I wonder, is the road of escape the road that you're traveling down tonight? Life is too difficult. Life is so tough. And at times you just don't want to face it all. And maybe you're running off and you're looking to alcohol or nicotine or stronger substances to escape from reality. Well let me tell you, a better road to take is to place your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour. Then you'll be able to face reality. Look at the verses before us this evening. Look at what Solomon says in verse 1. He says, I said in my heart. That's a very dangerous place to start. I said in my heart. For our hearts, you see, when they're left unattended, will lead us down roads that we never wanted to. Take. To trust yourself will lead you astray. To trust yourself is spiritual suicide. For the Bible has much to say about your heart and mine. Do you know what the Bible says about your heart? It says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You see, for all of us here, we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. The Bible tells us that in our sin, we're like sheep without a shepherd, completely lost. And in our own state, we'll walk down roads that we would never want to take. These roads, they lead to a lost eternity in the place the Bible calls hell. And in verse 1, Solomon says, I said in my heart, go tonight, I will prove thee with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure. Solomon's goal is to determine if this road of escape with pleasure in it provides a good foundation for your life. And so in his road to escape, he adopts a who cares attitude. Eat, drink and be merry. Enjoy yourself. Forget about reality. And he turns to the pleasures of this world. And he's thinking nothing about what what really matters. And everything he says is just going to burn up in the end. And I'm going to escape from all this. I'm going to find pleasure. And what you find is that's what people are doing today. They turn to pleasure, not for ultimate meaning in life, but to distract themselves from reality. And Solomon, he turns firstly to laughter for escape. He tells us in verse 2 that laughter, it is mad. You know, many people love comedy films. Many people love passing around funny YouTube videos. Or young people these days love sharing reels on Instagram or sharing text videos. But laughter cannot provide a basis for life. Now let me say this, there's nothing wrong with laughter. It was created by God that we can enjoy one another. But Solomon was using this laughter as an escape route. It's a road not to take. Laughter takes our minds off reality. Billy Graham tells the story of a disturbed patient who consulted a psychiatrist for help and the man was deeply depressed and nothing the doctor tried to say or do was able to help him and as the time ticked up to the hour the psychiatrist realised that he hadn't really been much help for the man and he said to him almost as a last gasp he said, by the way he said, I know that I haven't been a great help to you but I want you to know that there's a terrific show down the road in the local theatre and there's a comedian there and he's got everybody rolling in the aisles And I think it would be excellent therapy for you if you just went down there, had a couple of hours, just laughed for a while, forget your troubles. Why don't you go? Well, thank you, said the man. And as he stood up to leave, he turned back and he said, I am the comedian. You see, comedy is fleeting. It doesn't deal with the weighty matters of life. And it certainly isn't the way to true happiness in his attempt to escape from reality, after discovering that laughter doesn't work, Solomon walks straight out of the comedy show and he walks straight into the bar. Look at verse 3. He says, I sought to give myself to wine. Solomon looked down the road of drowning his sorrows and substances. And tonight he comes back to you here in Green's Baptist and the Lord speaks through his word and gives the warning that these substances wine, alcohol all these substances they're, they're never going to work and Solomon comes back and he says to you dear friend it doesn't work I've been there I've been to the end of the road and I'm coming back to tell you it doesn't lead to happiness it numbs your mind it stops you from thinking straight. I mentioned it this morning. Ian Paisley called it the devil's liquor. And that's exactly what it is. Because it numbs your mind. And makes you forget about the reality of life. And dear unconverted friend. Please listen to me. It's going to lead you right through the door of hell. I hear the first road tonight. Solomon says to you. Don't go down there. I've been there. I've been there. It doesn't work. Can I ask you, dear friend, in the meeting tonight, you travelling down this road of escape, can I ask you, like really, truly, deep down, is it working? You know and I know it's not working. You know and I know you're on the wrong road. This road of escape tragically at times, it ends in death, and it ends in broken lives, and it ends in broken homes, and it ends in broken marriages. So in the authority of God's word today, I plead with you, don't go down the road of escape. I know people in this congregation tonight who tried this road. And they could come up here and testify with Solomon and say the way of escape of laughter of alcohol of drugs it doesn't work. But praise God, they can now say, "I find the answer. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily. Live I surrender. Oh, the road of escape, Solomon says." It doesn't work. But Solomon, he tried another road. He tried the road of possessions. Look at verse 10. This is what he says in verse 10. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from joy. Solomon, as he walks down this road from verses 4 to 11, Solomon details all the possessions that he indulged in. Well, he said... The road of escape hasn't worked for me. I'm going to try a different road and I'm going to get all these possessions and I'm going to start great projects and I'm going to build houses for myself and so on and on he goes. Can you hear him say as he builds his homes, well, I think I'll try and add on an extension and then that doesn't start. Well, we'll build on another extension. No, this isn't working. Let's flatten it. We'll build a new house. That'll make me happier. No, I think, I think, and he goes on and he goes on and he tries all these projects and he builds parks for himself and he plants vineyards for himself and he builds and he plants all these lovely trees and he puts pools in that will water the trees and he has this big home and what you and I think will make us so much happier and we listen and hearing about this lovely home that Solomon would have had, maybe ourselves, we say, well, I would love that too. You know, he even had servants, all the servants that he needed. And his influence was so significant. He brought in male and female servants. And there were even servants born in his house. And he, there were all these people who worked him. There was a group in the kitchen and there was a gardener's and he had everything. And, you know, he even just turns and he says, you know, you know, I'm a big deal. Look at verse 9. He said, so I was great. I was a big deal. I was the man in Jerusalem. Everyone looked at me and they saw my possessions and they looked at how great I was. Look at verse 8 and 9. I gathered me also silver and gold and peculiar treasure of kings and of provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the lights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. He thought he had made it. And he gave himself the wanton indulgence of all his senses. And this is what people say, if I could only get there, if I could travel down the road of possessions and had all that I wanted, I would have made it. That would be me. Nothing he desired did he withhold from himself outwardly and inwardly. inwardly. And you know, there was some satisfaction in that activity, but as soon as the activity was over, as soon as the goal had been reached, as soon as the house had been built, he felt empty again and he wasn't happy. Many people think if they could build a bigger house or move to a nicer area, then they'll have arrived. Solomon had all of that, listen to him. He indulged in all the things he had, the arts he had, musicians in his home. Everything was covered, he had it all, but it led to nothing. Look at verse 11. He says, I looked at all that I had built with my hands and all the possessions I now owned." Do you know what he says? Do you know what? It's all vanity and vexation of spirit. There's no profit under the sun. And Solomon comes back from the road of possessions after his long journey to the end of that road tonight. As you build your hope and possessions in successful business ventures and you ignore Christ and you focus on all these things and if you're looking for happiness down the road of possessions, Solomon says again to you tonight, I've been down that road. I've had it all. And it's not the answer. Don't travel down that road. I'm reminded of the story that the Lord Jesus told of the man who pulled his barns down to build bigger barns and he had so many possessions and he said to his soul, he said, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. And he thought he had it all. He thought he had made it and he would be grand for years. Uh, he says, you have got many goods laid up for many years. Take thy knees and eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, Thy fool, this night thy soul will be required of thee Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? Dear friend, tonight, your worldly possessions will leave you when you die. You bring nothing into this world and you will bring nothing out of it. And the most precious possession that you have is your soul. And when this life is over, you'll leave all things behind, but the one thing that you will bring into eternity your soul. Can I ask you tonight, if this were to be your last day on earth, where would your soul be? Heaven or hell? Are you trusting Christ as your saviour? Solomon says the road of escape, it doesn't work. Don't look to alcohol. Don't, don't go down that way. Don't try and numb your senses. Don't, don't look to things that distract you from reality. I tried it, says Solomon. It didn't work. He says, don't go down the road of possessions. I had it all. I have made it. I was so great, he says. But he says, it was all vanity and vexation of spirit. There was no profit under the sun. But finally, the third road that Solomon says, I've tried it and it it doesn't work. The road of intellect. Look at verse 12. He says, And I turned myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do that commandeth after the king, even that which hath been already done? He looked to his own wisdom. Here's an old man, Solomon, at the end of his life. And he's saying to you, there's roads I've been down. And if you listen to, he says, listen to me, don't go down these roads. I've been there, it doesn't work. And now he says, the road of education, the road of human knowledge, it won't bring happiness either. And I hear you say, Peter, this is getting ridiculous. Well, let me tell you what Elvis Presley said to the preacher when they bumped into each other. He said, I can have, I have private tutors all over the world to teach me anything I want. What do you have? said Elvis Presley to the preacher. Well, where is it left, Elvis Presley? You could have the greatest knowledge in the world and you could die a fool. Now what Solomon is coming to realize is that a worldly wise person and a fool are both going to die. And both of them are going to leave everything they acquired to somebody that isn't going to appreciate it. And that's the kind of thesis that he's coming to. That's the conclusion he's coming to. I've tried all this. I've amassed all this. I've acquired it all. And it's a venture of frustration because the road of escape doesn't work. The road of possessions doesn't work. Education doesn't work. I put it all together now, says Solomon. And it's not appreciated by anyone. And there's nothing under the sun that's important. But what the Bible teaches us is that we're all going to die. It's appointed unto man once to die. But after this, the judgment. And in essence, that's what Christ teaches in the New Testament. We're going to see that in just a minute. And in verse 15, it tells us that Solomon then thought in his heart, the fate of the fool will overtake me also. My wisdom hasn't worked. My education hasn't worked. The fool's going to die as well. And I said in my heart, this too is meaningless, he says. It doesn't make a difference how many degrees you have to your name. What then will I gain being he says Solomon. He says the wise man and the fool both die." And the wise man can die a fool. You know, one of the most celebrated, intelligent men in recent times was Stephen Hawking. He was a great physicist, a gifted physicist. But sadly, in all his intellect, he missed God. And he died a very foolish man. Because he didn't prepare to meet God. His education meant nothing. And here are three roads not to take tonight. And I'm sure if you're listening to me, It's more than likely that you've probably already set off down one of these roads. But I plead with you not to continue down these roads. There's a road, there is a road. And it leads to life, everlasting life, and happiness. And the Lord Jesus Christ tells us that he is the way to life and happiness. Listen to what he says. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Do you want to know what road to take? Take that road that leads to happiness and life. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. The body will crumble in the dust of death. And these roads that we've been talking about, if you continue along them, will lead you to a lost eternity. But the Lord Jesus Christ says, I'm the way to true happiness and everlasting life. Do you have this life, dear friend? If death were to knock at your door this evening, would you enter into the fullness of this life which is in heaven? Or would you enter into the darkness of hell forever? You see, you may go to heaven without wealth. And you can go to heaven without health. And you can go to heaven without fame. And you can go to heaven without any big earnings, without duty. You can go to heaven without beauty. But you'll never go to heaven without the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour. That's the way to take. That's the road to take. And the Lord Jesus Christ presents himself to you this evening as the way to go. He presents himself as the way without which there is no going. The truth without which there is no knowing. And the life with which there is no living. And it's the way of the cross that leads home. It's the way of the cross that leads to happiness. Come to Christ. Believe in Christ. And live through Christ. And start down the right road tonight. You see when the Lord Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross of Calvary. And when his blood was dripping down to the ground. Men were crying to him. Look at you. You've saved others. Yourself you cannot save. Why don't you get down and save yourself? Do you know why he didn't come down? Listen, because he wanted you to be in heaven. He wanted you to be in the place where you'll never shed another tear again, where you'll never see another doctor's appointment again, never have another heartache, never have another sleepless night. He wants you to go to be with him in heaven one day. So therefore he endured the cross. And he endured your shame and mine. And he bore your sin. And the punishment that God poured in him there, instead of pouring it upon us in hell, the Lord Jesus took the punishment. Why? Well, the children's chorus puts it well. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. So let me ask you tonight, which road are you on? Are you on the narrow road? Are you heaven-bound? Are you on the narrow road that leads to eternal life? Or will you ignore the advice of King Solomon? The road of escape? The road of possessions? The road of intellect? He's come back to tell you they don't work. He's come back to tell you I've been there. But the Lord Jesus says to you tonight, it's the way of the cross that leads home. How clear the Saviour makes it this evening. He leaves us in no doubt how to get there. How to find happiness. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Let's pray. Father, I know that there are those who will listen. And they've already started down these roads. Maybe they're very far down them. Father, maybe they're trying to escape reality. Maybe they're trying to build themselves many possessions. But Father, we know that your word tells us these things will rust and decra- decay. And we should build our, for ourselves treasures in heaven. Some have gone down the road of intellect. And Father, they're looking to worldly wisdom to help them through this life. But Father, we thank you that we don't need to look to any of these things. That there is a way to true joy and true happiness and it's found in the Lord Jesus Christ who says it so simply, I am the way, the truth and the light. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Father, by your Spirit, convict the sinner tonight. May they realize they're on the wrong road. Father, I pray that they would repent of their sin and look to the old rugged cross and the Savior of the cross and that they would start for heaven tonight. We pray this in our Savior's name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to sing together as we close. I'm going to sing a hymn that I feel is so appropriate. I must needs go home by the way of the cross. There's no other way but this. I shall ne'er get sight of the gates of light if the way of the cross I miss. The refrain says this, the way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. It's sweet to know as I onward go, the way of the cross leads home. Dear friends tonight, are you on that way of the cross? Well, I want you to think about that as we sing this hymn together. We'll stand and sing.